special. I'm your host, Amber Love, and uh, today I'm going to be talking about writer's block. But just so that you know, let's get some of the things out of the way. This will be put up on both of my YouTube channels, my regular pop culture channel, and also my brand new yoga channel, because I think there's some crossover and relevance to each. Now, besides buying my books, you can also help support me through Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash amberunmasked. And uh, now let's get started. Uh, let's talk about writer's block. We're going to talk about some of the causes and uh, some possible solutions. Obviously, it's going to be very individual and you have to experiment and see what works for you. I am going to just talk about something um, in general up front, and that is healthcare issues. I'm not a healthcare provider, and um, if you have any questions regarding something like that, you need to go talk to a professional. Secondly, I want to just say that writer's block or creative block is very real. And um, I'm going to be talking about writing a lot, obviously, because I'm a writer. But this applies to people, no matter what kind of creative output you're generating. If it's corporate logos and commercial art or painting or designing book layouts, whatever it is, we've got similarities that run through our stumbling blocks. So let's dive in. Now, this slump in productivity or writer's block can be caused by medical conditions and also their treatments. So since this is a huge area, I'm going to make some really general statements because there's just way too much to talk about um, as far as individual illnesses go. And as I said before, I'm not a doctor or a nurse, so um, I'm just going to keep things really, really general. Now, illnesses can cause a lack of focus. Um, they can cause extreme fatigue, changes in thought processes, and the obvious issue, pain. So treatments can unfortunately also have all of those exact same problems. It can make it difficult to concentrate and cause so much fatigue that there's no way you're going to sit in your chair and get to work. So one of the, the people that I love to refer to is Carrie Fisher, the you know patron saint of chronic illness. Uh, Carrie Fisher talked about it very openly, including her treatment with electroshock therapy or electroconvulsive therapy, they call it. And the condition that that left her in, that was for her mental illness, which includes her drug addictions. And, um, she went through memory loss. She had to le relearn some things. And, you know, she, is, she was one of the most creative people you can imagine. So if you have some sort of medical issue, there are three primary suggestions that I have for you um, to, to deal with the declining moment. The first is obviously see a professional. The second is to consider documenting or journaling. And it, that doesn't mean writing everything out like in sentences and paragraphs. It, it, you, could, you could document through a spreadsheet or through an app that just says, um, you know, maybe what your pain level was or your fatigue level and, uh, you know, like low, medium, high, and then your output, your productivity, your concentration, your focus, and see if you can find any patterns. Maybe you would find something like on cold weather days, my arthritis is bad. And then you can analyze that and figure out, well, if I figure out how to warm up my joints, I can be more productive. 
you know, that's just an example and a suggestion. So number three, um, if you're working through a limitation that is health related, it's even more important to stop comparing yourself to the output of others. And uh, it's really, really difficult for people to do, no matter what field they're in. Um, but if there is a concern about answering to an employer or to a client and missing deadlines, keep that communication open and honest. So moving on from health issues, let's address the elephant in the room, which as I said before, I'm talking about writer's block. It is not a myth. It is totally real. I don't care what other famous authors might say. It's not the same thing as, oh, just sit in your chair and type something. That's called free writing. That's not following your plan or thinking out a plot line. That's free writing. That's not at all the same thing as making yourself move through writer's block. It could be a way to do it. It could be like a therapeutic solution. And maybe after a half an hour of just garbling words, you'll you'll start feeling to you know yourself break through it. But it, writer's block is real. <laughs> In 2015, Susan Reynolds from Writer's Digest Books had this quote where she explained the simple truth of the matter. The very nature of the art of writing incorporates uncertainty, experimentation, and a willingness to create art from the depths of who we are. Writing is a mentally challenging occupation, which requires more hardcore cognitive expenditure than many other lines of work. So I've created some categories that I'll run down for you, which I think things could fall into besides health issues. So distractions and external stress, lack of sleep, feeling uninspired, and fear. So ways to combat this. Obviously, if distractions are your problem, you need to remove the distractions. And that doesn't just mean staying off Twitter. Distractions and external stresses can mean anything. Maybe you're worried about, you know, a loved one being sick or, um, you know, your dog's at the vet, something, whatever it is, or you've, you know, heard some really bad news. Those are all external stresses and distractions. They're going to clog your mind. You're not going to want to get into your work. So the only way to get through that is really to prioritize, okay? Because if your work can be the thing that doesn't come first, then don't put it first. Don't feel bad that it's getting moved down your list, okay? So number two, figure out why you're not getting enough sleep and see what steps you can make for that to improve. So to a degree, this could also be a health concern. So that's something you could take up with your doctor and, and find out. Number three, a lack of focus or concentration. Now, this has um, a, some really basic ways to get through it. If you find that you generally have problems focusing and concentrating, there are games and apps that are specifically designed for that. And, you know, it's brain exercises. It's, you know, like that memory game where you flip over cards and you find things that match. Things like that are helpful in keeping our brains engaged and active. And, you know, even with basic aging decline in, in memory processes and things, that can help a lot. So um, there's also a specific form of meditation called dharana. 
And that is when you focus on a specific thing. So, for example, if you want to go out for a walk, you could do something like counting the steps that you're taking or, um, you know, count how many buildings you walk by, how many mailboxes you're walking by, something like that. And for people who have way too much of that, like OCD, then that's not something you want to do. But for people who lack focus and concentration, you can do that exercise and it might help. You can also inhale and exhale and then count the exhales. It's counting your breathing. You're sitting still, you're being present, and you're focused. And the only thing you're focused on is that exhale. So that way you count it. Um, and another thing that a lot of people do, especially if they're new to any kind of yoga or meditation practice, is to stare at a candle. Now, staring directly at a candle flame can hurt your eyes. So just stare below the flame and just watch the candle burn and melt. It's sort of like, hey, you're watching the grass grow. That's not terribly exciting. It's not supposed to be exciting. It's supposed to be an exercise in focus. <laughs> so number four is a change of scenery. As I mentioned, going out for a walk. Now, that's not something that everyone wants to do. It's not something everybody's able to do. Maybe you don't live in a place where you feel comfortable even doing that. And there are other reasons. It really depends on your relationship with nature. I have serious skin sensitivity. I have phobias. I have allergies. It, it, it's, um, it's just a miracle that I get out and walk as much as I do. And the only reason that I do is because of the cat, because Gus likes to go out on his adventures. So um, I have plenty of fresh air and then I get to deal with the consequences while the cat is really happy. And if, you know, you don't have the sort of environment where you like to go enjoy nature for a half an hour, then see what you can do indoors. That makes a difference. You know, get a couple house plants, get a little desktop serenity fountain and, you know, work with seeing if you, you know, if you can burn the right kind of candles, if it's safe enough to do that, if you don't have a cat that knocks them over or get the LED candles and you know, aromatherapy in the room that can help. Um, you know, certainly these, everything that makes up your environment and your sensory input, you can figure out a way to address it and make it better and improve that situation. Now, if you're sitting by road construction or something loud that really gets to you, like it's a beautiful day, I have windows open, there's a lot of traffic going by. For whatever reason, traffic drives me just absolutely bonkers and batshit. So um, usually what I end up doing is putting on headphones and listening to music through headphones instead. So what I'm trying to do is to challenge myself to just be okay with the noise. Doing meditation doesn't mean ignoring or not hearing things, not smelling things, not seeing things. It has to do with acknowledging that they're there and being okay with that. So, um, so again, make a little oasis for yourself indoors. Another thing that, that I like to do, and I don't know if this would work for any of you, is to absorb content that's similar. Say, I don't know what I want to do with my particular story. Um, I'll go and I'll watch a TV show that's in the same um, genre or read a book in the same genre. So let's say you're working on a short story about the crime that happened in the mid-18th century. Go look up, you know, 
research the the fashion and the music and the artwork of that era and to, you know look up things in a different medium than what you're working in and really sift through and find something that's new to you and could be exciting to you so like you know maybe you don't know that many female scientists or authors or artists or indigenous creators and people of color from from what era or um, universe you're working in, especially if we're talking about things like comics and fiction, then, um, you know, it's your universe created. And, uh, you know, if it has similarities to something else, then just sift through that and find something new and exciting. And then you might even have a new plot point for your story or a new character for your story. So my sixth idea is that you could crowdsource possible solutions to get through your writer's block. I've done this before. Go online and ask people what you think your character should do. And it sounds maybe ridiculous. It's sort of a choose your own adventure, but you're not spoiling anything. You're not guaranteeing that that's the way it's going to be in the final draft, but it gets you talking to other people and brainstorming like, well, what if this happened? Well, what if that happened? Well, should you go here? Or should you go there? Um, and if you're not comfortable taking something that public, ask a friend, or maybe you have a small circle, like a, a forum that you could go to and brainstorm that way, ask people what they think. Now, the final suggestion and advice. Um, I'll wait for the motorcycles to go by. Um, okay, the final suggestion or advice is to accept that failure and rejection are part of the process. So this plays into fear, and if that's why you've hit your stumbling block. So whether you're writing a novel, making a Thanksgiving turkey, or whatever the hell it is that you're creating, uh, it's not always going to come out the way you expect, and you just have to accept that. It's a journey, first of all, and you have to be as comfortable with rejection and failure as actors are who go to casting call after casting call. They hear no more times than you could imagine. So if you can get that comfortable, then um, it becomes a lot easier. Plus, every person who has ever earned their success will tell you that failure and rejection were part of their experiences. Now, if your fear is fear of success and what that does to your life, what that does to your family, then, you know, what? be honest about it. Have that conversation with people that would be affected. Be honest with yourself. Are you really afraid of, you know, oh my gosh, I'm a nobody and now people are going to be all up in my business and they're going to want to know, um, you know, what my dog eats and, you know, where my kid goes to school and what I think about, you know, who's in the election and stuff like that. Those are real fears and, and they're valid. So if that's something that's bothering you, you know what, there's plenty of successful and famous people out there in places like Twitter where you can ask them how they deal with it. Or if they're not responding to you, then just start Googling for those interviews and you might find some tips from people who've broken through that barrier. So as you can see, there are many possibilities for solutions. There are many causes for writer's block and creative block. It doesn't mean that you're any less talented. Okay, it's not a reflection of your talent when you hit a writer's block. 
there's also this saying that I've decided I don't like, and it's, you should only compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Now, as in general, as a human being, I do agree with that. But as far as creative output and productivity, I don't agree with it. Because as you can imagine, there are days that are going to be great and days that are going to suck. I have days where I write, you know, over 3,000 words and days where I can barely get 20 out and then they don't even make any sense. So um, if you're putting less out than yesterday, then just be kind to yourself about it. And um, my last little part is, um, first of all, you're the only person <laughs> that can that can make that analysis and, and really see if, if that's it. But don't forget that if you need a day of rest or several days of rest, that that can still be taking action, doing nothing with mindfulness and thoughtfulness and knowing that your body needs the rest or knowing that your brain needs the break. If you're doing it mindfully, that's still taking action to get through your creative block. So I hope that made some sense and I hope this recorded okay. <laughs> I'm Amber Love. Don't forget to check out those um, specific yoga uh, related videos and my yoga uh, Instagram account, Seeking Dharma Yoga. And um, I don't have the vanity URL for the video channel yet. So if more people start subscribing, then I will be able to get something that's youtube.com slash something fancy. But um, for now, thank you for watching and listening. Mm -hmm.